0: Thank you all for joining us today in this special episode of the Washington Realtors podcast. My name is Mary Haldrury, and I work in the Government Affairs Department with Washington Realtors as part of the lobbying team. So it's no secret that the 2023 legislative session has been labeled the year of housing. And as we look to the future, 2023 is likely going to be the beginning of many years the legislature will focus on housing issues. Just a few things that we accomplished are bills that increase density, increase housing supply, bills that speed up home building. We also are engaged in bills that committed the largest investment in low-income housing, homelessness, and market rate housing in our state's history, and a ton more. What some of you may not realize is that Washington Realtors has several internal and contract lobbyists who constantly work towards positive housing policies. And in addition to that, and more importantly, there are hundreds of volunteer realtor members working side by side with us, our elected officials, and the real estate community to make these policies a reality. Engaged volunteer realtor members are essential to our success. One of those members is our guest today, Designated Broker Owner, Windermere Abode Lakewood, Jasmine Jefferson. Jasmine, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I was very excited when I got the call. Good. Well, I was excited that you said yes. (laughs) So before I launch into our series of questions, I heard that you have a dog named Chuck, which is the shortened version of his full name. So what is the long
1: version? So Chuck, whose original name before he became, I became his human, was Chewy. And when I met him, I thought, you know, and I told the owner this. He just, he doesn't look like a Chewy. His name is Chuck. So long story short, I ended up as his owner and uh, decided to kind of go the racehorse route and give him a longer name. So I named him Chuck, Mr. Peanut Butter Cup Jefferson. <laughs> That's awesome. So... Can you show me, Chuck? Oh, is he there? My he is. So when I work, sleep, home. He's a, he's a Dachshund Pug
0: Mix. He's about eight years old, and he's got the cutest little puppy face. And he <laughs> does have a cute face. And he you're absolutely right. He does need a race dog kind of name or show dog kind of name. Because he is hes that kind of dog. Sure <laughs> I'm actually on the hunt to find him a, a friend.
1: And I've always wanted a red haired poodle. So I've come up with a name for this dog. And uh, I feel like when I see the dog, I will know. But Kitty Little Red Jefferson.
0: That's I Here, awesome. really <laughs> That's fantastic. I I dig it. I absolutely dig it. And um so in the in the spirit of sharing, my, my dog's name is Frank. And now I'm feeling like I denied him an opportunity for something more. So I might actually have to share share those names with my kids. And I'm sure they'll come up with something else. It's pretty fun. And the, the people at the vet, I feel like they love him more because of his name. Of course they do. Of course. What in that face? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So first question for you. Yes. What got you involved in real estate?
1: So uh, it was a fluke how it all rolled out. I was feeling very disgruntled. I was in uh, retail management. I quit that job, used my savings. I was like, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to help people get jobs. And I'm going to help them revise their realist- or their resumes and do all this stuff. It was so boring. And I was going around thinking, I just don't have enough interaction Going down the road, I saw this huge real estate billboard. So I thought, you know what? What the heck? Well, I should go back to college. Let me go to college and find out how to get a real estate license. So anyways, I called up this company after Yahooing because this was before Google. And I had read a lot of the uh, mission statements for the companies. And I landed on one that seemed to support people uh, who were just getting started in their business. So I went with that company and uh, yeah, I didn't, I don't think I had a passion for real estate per se, but I know from a very young age, being self-employed and in control of my destiny was definitely something that was important to me. Um, so it, it was a good fit. It has been yeah.
0: 20 years. So. so just out of curiosity then, did you join the Realtor Association from day one when you got licensed or did that come later?
1: No, I think I have pretty much the traditional experience of you sign up. It's a whirlwind. You have no idea what all these acronyms are. Do this, do that, pay this, pay that. Come to this class, go to that class. Take this training, read this script, knock on these doors, call these numbers. And then I'm a realtor. So um, I have been a realtor the entire time. It probably
0: took uh, two years to really understand what that meant. So when you had that realization kind of two years in, what were your thoughts on being a realtor? I mean, did that have any resonance? Did that was that something like, oh, yeah, good. It it did, because I come from a strong union family,
1: multiple layers of unions. And so as I understood more about it, there was a correlation of it being a trade organization and the reason my family was so heavily involved in unions. It made sense to me. Uh, yeah. is, is once I had the explanation, here's what we do. We advocate, we
0: lobby, we do these things. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that does make sense. Especially knowing your background.
1: Yeah, yeah, at the time we have three classes.
0: Yeah. So in addition to your career, you're also involved in your community and advocate for real estate policies. And so what was the motivation to get you involved in the beginning? I know that kind of your family being in the unions probably had a huge impact on that. But what was your motivation in the beginning and how has that motivation changed over time, if at all? So uh, I was raised by a single dad and he volunteered a
1: lot. Whether it was extra at work, he took me to the Goodwill Games. We worked at the Russian Welcome Center. We did the first AIDS walk in Seattle. We used to do March of Dimes. So um, being a, a, a service minded person was not new. I think that prior to me getting involved heavily in the local association, my experience with youth, uh, youth sports at Metro Parks and also Junior Achievement gave me some of the, like, why am I not putting this effort forward in, you know, my, my industry? And so I saw inequities in those organizations. I started paying more attention to more stuff about housing mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I got involved with the Tacoma Urban League Young Professionals, and I got that up and going with a group of friends. And still it was how can I be more involved and effective with the Realtor Association? So my first committee was the Diversity Committee. Um, and then uh, Women's Council of Realtors was very heavy. That was a, a good safe space for me to get my feet wet. And to grow because I'm a horrible introvert. I'd rather sit in the back of a room and not be seen and then just submit a survey or, you know, give my input some other way. But I feel like Women's Council gave me my voice with all of that. So since then, my motivation has definitely gotten stronger and grown. Uh, I do feel like I have more focused energy because at the time it was just sell houses, get your daughter through. School and high school, and prepare for college, and you know, help the community do good things, be a good citizen. And now I definitely have settled and focused in on my efforts.
0: So, you mentioned being an introvert, and um, if I'm being honest, I am too. I so, do you know about that? I <laughs> so do you find now, kind of at this stage in your career and this stage of, of your involvement in the realtor organization and others, that you still find yourself filtered to the back of the room, participating in surveys as your first foot forward? Or do you think maybe that was just lack of familiarity with the organization and kind of how the inner workings are, and now you feel more um, apt to to participate and dive in regardless of whether or not you're asked.
1: Yeah. So first of all, I'm walking around wearing a realtor pen that at the time I was paying $600 a year for. Right. So I needed to be able to fully explain that. And I found that if I showed up to things, there was my natural desire to kind of shrink, but still also that piece of wanting to be in control of my destiny so then it made me sit a little closer to the front. Um, if people asked me questions, I would engage for feedback and stuff like that. Um, and it can be pretty overwhelming when you get into these groups because it's either the people who've been in for a really long time, at least that was my experience when I started, or a couple of brand new people. And most of the time the brand new people would say, screw it, I'm out of here. So when I went to my first Washington Realtors conference, that was overwhelming and it probably took seven years for me to start feeling like i could insert myself
0: sure yeah sure yeah yeah no that makes sense one i mean there's admittedly this organization deals with a lot of, of pretty significant issues. I mean, mm-hmm. just listing off the bills that we worked on this year, and that's just bills. That's not internal policies and uh, projects. Right. That there's a lot of passion behind them. Absolutely, That could sometimes be intimidating, especially when you have people who have, and I'm not going to use the word opposition, but they have different viewpoints, usually towards the same goal, but they have different viewpoints. And mm-hmm. um. It you know it's it can be like watching a tennis match sometimes and not knowing how to how to jump in.
1: Yeah, sometimes it can be, but I I feel like even though that seven year tennis match I was watching and inserting myself in little places, mm-hmm. plays, I really do value the opportunity to be able to hear both sides because I'm the type of person where I may come up with uh, what I believe and feel very strongly about something but if I hear something compelling or something is explained or I get additional information I'm either going to uh, adjust my stance or is this something I need to dig in deeper and explore with the person who may have opposition so while it definitely is intimidating like you you expressed that um I'll call it energy that you often, you don't know what that energy is at first because people are married to these ideas. They're, uh, these are ideas and feelings and experience from across the entire state, not just one city. And so you could be in a very suburban area at a very rural area and conflicting things are happening, but we're we're all concerned about water. But what does that mean to each other? So Washington Realtors... I feel like um has progressed so much in the, the time that I've been participating that now I've figured out once you can figure out how to to get in and, and start doing things and Washington Realtors Realtors has done a good job with the new member, new first time attendee orientation that uh I feel like people feel more empowered to get started quicker.
0: Yeah. Good. And I, I like you refreezing the, the energy and not knowing the origin story of that energy. That, and I think that's a better descriptor on that one for sure. So I know that you also served as a director on the National Association of Real Estate Brokers, the Western Washington Realtors Board. Can you talk a little bit about that organization and your role with them? Yeah. So I am currently
1: a director at large for Western Washington Realtors. And our chapter here locally, people have been trying to get a chapter going here for quite some time. Uh, Miss Margot Wheeler Willis was one of those persons. And um, about seven years ago, I do believe they got it chartered. And then figuring out, is this going to be a state thing? Is it going to be a local thing? We just decided half the state was fine. So Western Washington Realtors. Um, So the last three years, under the guidance of Nicole Baskin Green, the The group Western Washington Realtors is really taken off and being seen here locally and on a national level. Um, But what is really important is the origins of National Association of Real Estate Brokers. So in 1947, I want to say summertime in Tampa, uh, there was a group of young professionals, real estate brokers, and they were not permitted to join the Realtors organization as black men and we already know the story women weren't allowed to at that time um, either but they specifically were pointed in different directions they couldn't use the MLSs or whatever systems that they had and they did what they needed to do they came up with their own group advocating policies we can do these things too we also need to join forces so um in the height of Jim Crow, they put the organization together. We also have a uh, political um, action committee, 1947 PAC is what it's called. But there are five main pillars that the National Association of Realtors uh, for Democracy and Housing and Black Wealth, those five pillars are women investing in real estate, generational wealth building, mm-hmm. face faith, faith, and community engagement, very important to the organization, diversity, inclusion in small business, government relations and advocacy. And then there's an annual SHIBA report on the state of Black housing that is published from NARAB. So it is a small but mighty trade organization. Um, I do believe it is the oldest Black trade organization in the country. That's amazing. And what an origin story, right? So every year we also have a Realtors Week and that's where all the local uh chapters get together and for an entire week they promote democracy and housing specifically for black home buyers um we are trying to include in that narrative what is it like to maintain home ownership so as people are starting to buy more homes how do we retain that home ownership what does that look like so I'm very proud of the work. I'm very excited to be able to join in and uh, participate in the work that's been started and assist with whatever I can do. But there's some incredibly great minds, great ideas. I'm just, I can't say enough.
0: Yeah, no, that sounds amazing. And so, as you can imagine, I had kind of a list of questions, so I'm going to reorder that a little bit and jump to... One of them, which is you're also involved involved with the Black Home Initiative. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit about that work and how that informs your your advocacy strategy? Yeah, so Black Home Initiative, uh,
1: I probably only found out about it by being a member of Realtist and involved in leadership, and uh, you may hear it often referred to as BHI. It's powered by Pacific Commons. Um, how I understood it when I came into it is we all operate in these silos, right? And I, we see it in real estate. People are working on water rights. People are working on energy. There's all these different things. So the same thing in uh, trying to figure out the home ownership deficit that's being experienced by Black people in the United States and Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, so specifically, South King County and North Pierce County are working on an initiative to uh, assist 1,500 new first-time Black homebuyers. But that was just the first iteration. And the amount of energy and growth that has gone into it, um, there's members being interviewed on the national level. We were with um, HUD Secretary Marsha Fudge a couple of weeks ago talking with her about this and what... BHI is in the collaboration piece the taking all of everybody's different abilities and experiences and marrying it um being a lot more more like lobbyists it's yeah. almost like a super pack the way that it works and so because I see it I'm able to understand and trust quickly okay everybody's on the same page We're increasing homeownership for Black homeowners. And through that, there's now going to be a portal. Uh, It's been launched, but we're still making adjustments to it. But homeowners can go in, get information about homeownership and different programs because the information is also scattered everywhere. Uh So a lot of times you'd hear people say, well, Black people just need more education. Well, I feel like that's kind of undercutting Black people, right? Do we need more education? Mm -hmm. Or do we need all of the information a little bit more easily accessible so it's not so uh, watered down feeling? Uh, So all of the information's there. And what I really like about that, so when there's decisions being made, like on that portal, you have Black people making those decisions. Sure. Black people with Black experiences making the decisions, and you have allies supporting those and not second-guessing and undermining
0: the efforts and the work being done. So it sounds as if it's taking all that information and kind of putting an intentionality to the accessibility of the information. Huge intentionality. Yeah, And everybody's a cheerleader.
1: You don't just have a section of cheerleaders and people kind of dredging along. Everybody's a cheerleader. Everybody's excited. Everybody wants to see the success of it. And I see the movement. So it's not just talking. You see the movement. Right. The fact that Marsha Fudge came and wanted to talk to uh, Western Washington Realtors and the Black Home Initiative about what's going on with Black Home Ownership. It was quite obvious to me. I was like, I am a realtor, but I'm not here as a realtor. I was invited as BHI and Realtors. So I, I, my hope is that people will pay
0: really close attention to what this, what does it actually look like to work together? Sure, sure. And and to make sure that I heard correct, this is intended for South King County, North Pierce County to increase Black homeownership by fifteen hundred. Correct. Is that is that correct? Okay. That's that's the basis of it. Right. Plus have these other numbers like. Right,
1: yeah. the Tacoma heard it, she's like, "Why fifteen hundred, they should be three thousand. And I was
0: yeah. like, Yeah, I agree. It should be well, three thousand. But you know, have yeah. yeah, to and that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Is that the expansion effort once this hits the road and it already sounds like there's a lot of motivation to make it successful, and I'm I'm convinced that it will be. That it will just continue to grow. Yeah. That's amazing. So if you an look answer.
1: at it you have to have a starting point. It's kind of like negotiating a contract with real estate. Okay, you want this, but let's start here and see where we go. Um, I think at the time, we just had to have, to have a starting point, and that was just the energy around that starting point and focusing on that, and how do we get to hear, okay, these are the things we need to do. I mean, it's such a wonderful, invigorating,
0: it gives me hope. Yeah, The energy, the energy is very hopeful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's meaningful goal setting mm-hmm. and that, you know, once you reach your goal, it doesn't stop. Yeah. Just, and we, want it the be,
1: we want it to be something that can be replicated in other regions. So everything, if you uh, go to the website, I'm sure you'll put that in the uh, blog post. Oh, yeah. um, but if you go to the website, Black Home Initiative, uh, there is a, it's like a, a map, that any municipality any government agency could recreate something like this that's our goal is that something like that can yeah we want it to be everywhere not just that
0: we have to start somewhere sure yeah yeah the the have the repeatability be part of that element is is really big and so you had mentioned something um about making sure that we have the links too. we will absolutely take care of that and do that that's Thank you. We'd be honored to. Truthfully. And we're looking for sponsors
1: and also partners. Um, You know, it's interesting to me that there's only two real estate offices Mm -hmm. that are partners. Nicole Bascom Green, uh, her office was the first one to sign up and I signed up immediately afterwards. So I feel like instead of people all wanting to be the one to solve the problem, let's get over ourselves and let's all just... There's no reason all real estate companies, knowing the numbers and the statistics, there's no reason why we wouldn't want to participate somehow. financially, Give up some space so people can have meetings and education and and all that stuff.
0: Well, the nice thing about this being a podcast is hopefully we'll have some folks hearing about it and taking some initiative to look into it further. So, yeah, that's amazing. So kind of going back to the 2023 legislative session... I know for me, it was quite a whirlwind, 105 days of lots of activity starting early in the morning, going to late in the, um, evening, day after day after day after day. And to prepare for session, um, not only is there a lot of prep work, but I eat a lot of pasta to carb load. <laughs> but as part of that preparation outside of eating a lot of pasta, um, I know that you served on the Governor's Homeowners Disparities Work Group. I did, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about what that group was tasked with and what was the outcome of that work group? Yeah,
1: so the homeownership Disparities Group, in uh, tandem with the Department of Commerce, the goal was to improve homeownership rates for BIPOC communities in Washington. And we had to identify what are the barriers and make sure that there is representation across the board. So my role there was for Washington Realtors. Mm-hmm. And because there was only one spot for a real estate professional, because I think it was a group of 37, 27 or 37, I can't remember. The report, the full report is online along with everybody who was in it. I represented Washington Realtors and Washington Washington Realtors in that So I would communicate back and forth with uh, Nathan Gordon, who was our government affairs director at the time, and also give reports at legislative steering, and then also give reports back to the Western Washington Realtors Board. But the, uh, so going back to the goal, we took a look at what were the rates? What were the barriers? How did we get there? And then we, you know, it's like we filled up this huge bucket. It's like we took all the the scraps of information, put it all together and dissected it. And uh, we worked side by side with Econ Northwest, some consultants, reviewed data, made clear who our focus was on, which was the BIPOC community, um, came up with 27 recommendations, all listed in the report. Um, But in essence, it was increased supply and what is direct assistance. Because once you realize how come obtaining capital is a challenge, then we don't have to talk about that anymore. When you can see what all the barriers are, you don't have to re-explain it to people. You know, we're we're talking to the governor's office, we're talking to the Department of Commerce, and we're saying these are the barriers. We are telling you this group of people and it it all came back down to capital because again, you know, it started off with, well, black people just need more education on how to be a homeowner. I'm sorry. We don't get a booklet on how to be a parent. We don't get a booklet on how to be an adult child. And we don't get a booklet on how to own a home. Most of us didn't even get classes in school on how to write checks. So I'm old enough that I did, though. Just distracted. for the like, Yeah, I, I get very offended when I, I hear that type of stuff. And so actually my participation in all these leadership roles have helped me keep my head in the game where, you know, normally when I would hear stuff like that, I'd be like, you know what, forget this. I'm out of here. I'm going to go focus where everybody's talking the same language. So it was really good to be reminded that we still have to have these conversations and that the barriers are different uh, for all of the groups, but it still always came back to capital so. Um, I would highly recommend people take a look at the 27 recommendations that are listed there and uh, see how they can participate in that stuff. But What's really nice about the report is it talks about each part of government where these recommendations fit and who mm-hmm. should be responsible for it and how it works. So it's a roadmap. Again, it's not just we have seen that Washington state is the 50th worst for the number of housing starts in the nation. Okay, that's so a good data point, but what does
0: it really actually do for anybody? So I appreciate that uh, that list. Yeah, so it sounds like that particular work group came up with not only the descriptive data sets highlighting what the issue is, but it also came up with avenues to which seek and seek those solutions. Yes. So, yeah,
1: and it's been you... It's been cited, you know, during testimony during the the legislative session that we had earlier this year, Um, and hopefully, people will continue to read it as they hear about it.
0: Yeah, I know I've read it. (laughs) That does not surprise me. You probably read it before I did. (laughs) Oh, I don't know about that. Um, I'm a secret geek, so I can imagine a new broker probably listening to this podcast. Admiring, yeah. Oh no, I know, right? (laughs) Admiring the work that you've done and are doing. Um, getting interested in wanting to be more involved in the realtor association or any of these other organizations for that matter, but unsure how to approach it. Yeah, how would you coach them on that? I would definitely say stay
1: curious. Uh, always, always be in a position of learning. Um, speak up for yourself and other people who don't have a voice our clients you know they need us to be advocates for them so uh, we need the associations to help us be advocates because as a singular person there's only so much we can do and there's an African proverb that says many hands make light work so if you're in real estate and you think it's just about making money and politics shouldn't be involved and we shouldn't be talking about these things, I can tell you real estate is about politics. Housing is political. The economy rides on the back of housing. You cannot tell me that real estate is not political. So it behooves a younger agent, not person, just somebody newer to the business, to really understand what makes real estate tick. And the best way to do that is through your association. And when we have our, at minimum, if you have to try to decide which state conference to go to, it's definitely the legislative Hill visits. Mm-hmm. Go by yourself. Don't wait to be invited. Just go. You're a member. You get to go. You already have a, an invitation. So that would be my biggest thing. And, and asking a designated broker, hey, tell me about the realtor association i would like to understand more about it and hopefully you have a
0: designated broker who's super passionate and can guide you in the right direction and it's it, funny it just dawned on me that this is a podcast so people can't see me actually i know and i'm swinging my hands around people can probably hear my pen and stuff <laughs> i know so i <laughs> But I do agree with you I and I know this isn't a podcast about me but I do think that the hill day event is a is a great opportunity for people to dip their toes in to kind of understand the breadth and depth of the issues that we work on um the amount of impact just the housing industry in and of itself has on our entire state and nation for that matter that that is that is a good entry point and you know it's government affairs and that's the department I work in so it is
1: <laughs> well, also, I will say that um, other states look to Washington State for their realtor advocacy. So I feel like that is an impressive place to be in because if other states who are bigger, have more populations. They're looking to see what Washington State is doing as far as how to advocate for uh, our clients' rights, consumer protections, agents, uh, taxes, and and all that stuff in our investments, um, that's a
0: pretty big deal. No, it is a big deal. And I kind of want to pull on or rely on one of the statements you made earlier about being curious. And I think that that has, I know that's been a lead foot for a number of us on staff and a lot of our engaged members. So I think that's probably really attributable to a lot of the successes we've had, um, is being curious and making sure that we're looking into the information, understanding it top bottom left right upside down right side up so that we can be informed in that way Mm -hmm. yeah and not make if you have an assumption
1: about the association investigate your assumptions and find out for
0: yourself um what's actually happening yeah or if nothing else you can come find jasmine or mary yes I love
1: to, to take people around for our uh, Hill Day. I do the Leadership Academy at our local association in Tacoma. That's my favorite one. I'm like, okay, guys, this is what we're going to
0: do. <laughs> yeah, it is really fun. It is. So before we wrap up um, kind of our series of questions, is there an organization or project that you're involved with? Or I guess another one that you're involved mm-hmm. with? Yeah. The- mm-hmm. Yeah, blog. Yeah, good. Yeah. so one
1: of our very own Washington realtors and a local tap card member, Sharon Chambers, Gordon. Um, she's been a realtor for about eight years, but she has a nonprofit organization called Raising Girls. The website is raisinggirls.org and it is a wonderful nonprofit that goes to educate people about period poverty. And how do we support our young people so that they don't have to be in a place where they're going without hygiene products, um, especially girls for menstruation products. But it's a wonderful, wonderful organization. I would highly recommend anybody to go and take a look. We just did our second 5K. Super fun. We had three times as many people out for that. Um, Yeah. And they were, are they? Sharon was nominated uh as a good neighbor realtor, good neighbor award. Oh wow. So yeah. That's amazing. That's the one. That's my my second place. When I'm not a realtor, I'm a
0: raising girls person. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, Jasmine, thank you so, so much for taking the time to talk with us and, and me. I'm truly honored. Um, Your participation in the association, your community work, it's all not only fascinating, but it's It's a standard to live by, truly. And thank you to all of our Washington Realtor members for listening. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to info at warealtor.org. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And thank you, Jasmine, for joining me. Thank
1: you so much. And I look forward to seeing you in person soon.
0: Yeah. Be <laughs> careful what you wish for, Harper? Yeah. <laughs>